Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Shanae Alexander, host of Press Send, a podcast and more importantly, a safe and hilarious place for candid conversations about the scary, funny, heartbreaking, but always intriguing questions that make us all human. Each week, me and a new best friend you haven't met yet field your questions across any and all topics and offer our take on the matter with plenty of humor, heart, and badassery along the way. We launch a new episode of Press Send every Wednesday. We'll see you there. Hey, welcome back to my weekly podcast, Taste of Taylor. Happy motherfucking New Year's Eve, you guys. Can you believe it? Your girl has been working all vacation long. And right now I am so excited because it's like the end of 2020, the beginning of 2021. And joining me, I'm going to say my friend, Dolores Catania. Hey, girl. Hey, welcome to the podcast. Hey, girl. Hey, it's been a while, Taylor. You were my first. You were my first podcast I was ever on. Walking into that building, I really thought I was a big shot. (laughs) And I was nervous. And then I sat down with you, and I'll never forget how easy it was to speak to you. So... Thank you for that. I oh. want to thank you five years later. Oh, Dolores, thank you. Thank you. Are and, you, you know, kidding me? It set the pace for my rest of the rest of my first press day. That set the pace. Thank for me you, to have girl. The confidence to go to the next one. You never forget where you started, Taylor. Was that wait, wait? So, you guys, this is when I was at SiriusXM, and we did. Was it that was I interviewing you for Real Houses of New Jersey, Dolores, or were you co-hosting an entire show? Because I did a housewife co-host rotation at 1.2 i feel that it was my first day of press ever i feel like so it was your first season of the real housewives of new jersey you were yes, brand it was new my to first the crew. season of the real housewives yep and you came yes in. brand new to the crew me and siggy flicker oh my and god i forgot our... i forgot you came uh, on with siggy how's siggy doing how you doing siggy good siggy's siggy's good so I have no problem saying this. I mean, it, I don't think anyone has really asked me too much. They say, did you and Siggy get in a fight? No, Siggy and I did not get in a fight. But I say, Siggy was woman enough to say to me, Dolores, I'm going to be doing things publicly mm-hmm. that is not going to work well for being my friends. So you and I cannot be friends, wow. but we are not enemies. Like, we cannot be together. And, you know, I had to give her a lot of credit for that. She was funny. I and you know we had we we laughed a lot together we did and yes. you know we had each other's back but for her to be honest enough to say that I I 
I respect that. I hold nothing against her. When did she say that to you, Dolores? After she wasn't on the show anymore. Yeah. We didn't see each other much after that. And then it kind of just was that conversation. She said, I don't want to hurt you. I actually really appreciate that because if we've, if we've seen anything in 2020, it's that people love to cancel, right? Like love. Some of mm-hmm. it's very well-deserved. Some of it, I think it's up for debate. But, um, and people also, they love to get offended, you know? And it's like, and now it's not just enough to take down the person you're offended by. You want to take down every fucking person's soul that they're associated with. And it's like it, the cartel, right? They kill everybody with your last name. Like, no, that was one of those truly. Colombian drug dealers that used to kill. If you messed with them, they didn't only kill you. Anybody that had your last name was going. But now it's not the Columbia cartel. It's anybody with a motherfucking Twitter account who's on a Reddit page. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Well, that's not much of a difference these days. It takes the same effect. It can definitely take you down and kill you. You have to really be strong. You have to ignore a lot of it. Because once you go for it, they're looking for that fight. I learned that very early on. Yep. I was told, don't engage. And I can. I mean, I don't believe in typing texting bullshit if i'm gonna fight with you i want to see you face to face me too so i really don't get off on that fighting with somebody on twitter so when- and plus i can't spell they'll just make fun of me <laughs> like forget about it. i'm basically illiterate i, I swear that- and dyslexic and so i'm okay with that because you know what i'm i'm kind of famous now not that i'm a bragger i never brag about that i'm still the normal i'm still gonna go home and clean up my dog shit off my floor <laughs> and i'm still dressed like i'm still wearing the same clothes from like 10 years ago but and I have greasy hair today, Taylor, <laughs> and no makeup. But I'm going to tell you this. <laughs> I love you. I don't really care about fighting with somebody like that. I'd rather headbutt you. Right? I'm right there with you. I will say, though, have you ever, has someone ever come at you so hard with a nasty comment on social media that you've had to clap back? Or is your policy either, like, ignore and block or all of the above? Uh, I... It's nothing has ever got me that bad. Yes. I took a heavy hit when I had an argument with Jackie. Yes. They called me anti-Semitic and all these things because her and I, listen, Taylor. I can't with that. I can't with that. You know what? You guys, to all the trolls who love to slap a big motherfucking life-changing label on somebody, guess what you do when you just throw it around? You're the boy who cried wolf. You diminish the meaning of these important terms. Don't willy-nilly just throw them at people. Don't do that shit. I I will find you, and I will headbutt you. You, That's the thing. Like, so I have everything to back up that I am not that. I've dated more Jews than Jackie. So number one, I love Jewish people. I I go to events. I I stand behind the Jewish community. Yep, ten thousand percent. I speak to a rabbi once a week. Really? I learn about the li- religion. I'm yes, yes, I do, and I love the religion. I'm a devout Catholic, but I am open to all religions. So no one could say a fucking thing about me because yeah. I got in a fight with somebody. That's, That's unbelievable. Okay. Yeah, just because Whatever. you're fighting with somebody whose uh, religion is Judaism does not make you anti. Semitic. Um, okay. Remind me why you and Jackie got in your fight again. Just remind, refresh my memory. I think at the time, Jackie. Okay, I'm don't I don't do well with overly sensitive people. Yes. So I maybe that's something I can work on. Okay. Fair. I I don't have a lot of compassion. I I'm a big tough lover. So um, when you know, she was just she seemed off with me. And she was because she was mad about something Frank had said about her. And I, I'm an empath. That I think I am because I could feel somebody's vibes is off and it gets in my pit and my stomach. And yep. I just felt we were off. So we had an argument. And then Jen Aiden 
have, I said, I'm not that close with Jackie. I don't know her that well. Um, because Jackie's not the type you're going to go stop by her house and walk in the door. Like my house. Is. Right. It's a very different thing. So I wouldn't feel comfortable with ever going like I'm in the neighborhood and stop by Jackie's house. So I don't know her that well. Right. Like I'm not going to go in and eat off her plate and I'm not going to go through in her pocketbook and take her gum out. Like I do with all my friends. It's different <laughs> that way. And I love her to death. I love the girl. She's a very nice person. She doesn't bother anybody. She stands strong on her convictions. And we just had it out. And then Jennifer goes, well, didn't you say you weren't her friend? And then she got upset. And then I was like, it was just a whole And then it, then it was thing. off to the races from there. Because when Jennifer says something, she doesn't say things in the most diplomatic way. No, she she kind of just not. blurts it out. Yes, she does. She just blurts it out. <laughs> and I knew, like, and then, you know, the way Jackie heard it sounded a lot worse than it was. Well, that's the game of and telephone that gets us all into trouble, right? It's like, if it's not directly from the horse's mouth, then you got to take it with a grain of salt. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. And I and I knew once Jackie heard that and the way she heard it, it wasn't going she was gonna unravel a bit about it. And and she did. And I did apologize to her for having the lack of patience. I apologize. She deserved an apology and I did give it to her. This episode of Taste of Taylor is brought to you by Wonderies, even the rich. For more than a decade, Britney Spears has been trapped in a conservatorship that gives her father incredible power over every aspect of her life. It's hard not to wonder, how did she go from this pop princess to a prisoner? This season of Wondery's Even the Rich is looking for answers and chronicling the life of Britney Spears, starting with Britney as a young girl. Britney wanted to sing and dance her way out of Louisiana, but she had no idea that she would later become one of the most famous pop icons of the 21st century. But the more famous she got, the more harmful the press became until finally it was all too much for her to handle. A very public breakdown, we all remember that, led to a family intervention and a conservatorship. It was supposed to be temporary, but Britney is still at the mercy of her father's control today. Her fans formed a movement, hashtag Free Britney, dedicated to freeing Britney from the conservatorship, but there's a lot more to it than that. I have to say that I have gone back and forth and back and forth following this on the news, like... Is it real? Is it overly dramatized? Is it a conspiracy theory? But this podcast breaks it down in a way that will give a lot more clarity to the situation. So listen to the latest season of Even the Rich. Free Britney on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or listen ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. And now to the podcast. Dolores, you are very transparent. You are very direct. But like you said, you are an empath. You're very loving. You exude love. And you, you say it like Thank it you, is. Tom. You're no bullshit. I know you're, I'm never going to hear like something. You're never going to talk out of both sides of your mouth, which I really respect. You're very strong. No, you have to own it. And let me tell you something, Taylor, in this business, it's hard. It's almost like, I don't know why people want to deny something that somebody else calls you out on. Because once you own it, it's done. Exactly. It's done. Like when Nini says, that's right. I sucked his dick. Yeah. My lawyer, yeah. that guy, yeah. I sucked his dick. Okay. Now where are you going with it? Exactly. And then everybody's like kind of looking at each other. Like, I guess nowhere from here. If you, <laughs> yeah, if you, if you admit it and you own it and you claim it, it's completely, it's, it's done. It's, I mean, it's I hate to go back to this, but it's like with Lisa Vanderpump, we still don't know if, if she was Lucy juicy, apple goosey with that d damn dog. If she planted those stories, we still don't have an answer. And so that, We'll always, like, we were talking about conspiracy theories before we got on this uh, podcast, but it's like, yes, that's the thing is, like, they will, it will live on forever. It's like, the best thing to do is just nip it in the motherfucking bud and that's take it. ownership Own over it. it. And you always it. do. Take your poison, get through it, apologize if you have to. If you don't want to, don't. 
Exactly. And that's it. And that's and it. I and I did owe her that that one. And and Jackie and I are fine. And Jackie even stuck up for me against people like going crazy on me. But again, you know what? That was my first hit, Taylor. I was at the Daily Mail party around this time last year. Okay. That party was iconic. Jonathan Chibin, every all the housewives were there. Ugh. Um Nelly came singing. Ah! And and that was the night they aired me and Jackie's fight. And as I'm walking out, and I had the best night of my life. I mean, I was at the Daily Mail party with like everybody just meshing together, dancing, having a good time. It was amazing, amazing. There were just people there you'd never think you'd meet. Um, and as I'm walking out, people are like, it's okay, we got you. And I'm like, what the fuck's going on? I didn't know, I didn't watch the episode. Shut the fuck up. So I didn't know. And then, the, and then by the time I get get out, I look at my phone was dead. It's blowing up with like, fuck you, death threats, die, you hate, blah, blah, blah. anti-Semitic Jew hater, this and that. I'm like, you're picking on Jackie. You're a bully. You're no good. Oh my God. And I was like, so that was my first hit uh, this time last year. With I, I had a good run on the show without having any negative feedback. So that was the one and only time I have to say that I think. How did it feel? Did, I mean, really, how did it feel? And how did you Wow. So for the first time, it was really hard. The next day I was sick to my stomach. I was so upset. And then um, I remember, you know, as the time went on, uh, it still lingered a bit. And then it kind of just faded. If you don't engage, it goes away. Right. And, and I didn't regret it. I, I knew I would apologize to her. I knew once, you know, I thought about it or whatever. I didn't regret anything I did. Right. But it's still to have to sit in that discomfort and people thinking that you're something based on an, and I'm not saying the show is like ed- edited, like scripted, but based on an edited flash in time, right? Of a moment. I'm sure it was like a conversation. What percentage of what you guys conversed do you think makes it to the actual television? 10%, 50%, 75%. Well, no, definitely not 50 because you have six girls and you have to cut it into into 40 minutes. Six exactly. storylines that have to flow into each other. But like do you ever watch I, it and you go like, "Wait, I said so many more things after I said that one thing." I get so angry because I you know, I say a lot of things out of uh life experience. So I do get upset because there's times where I'll call the editor and I'll go, you know what? I I was just sitting on a beach with Teresa and Melissa. Now, coming from a family of a cop and being a cop, there's a chain of command. Right. You don't complain to your boss. I still have that old school mentality where don't go complain. Don't, don't rock the boat and don't, and keep your mouth shut. And I real and my mom is always like, Dolores, you know, don't get so mad and, Think before you talk. And I, and I realized I watched over the years, everybody else calls. Everyone else calls and says, why wasn't this in? Right. Or why wasn't that in? So I said, you know, it's time for me. Because then I started to really realize there were things that I had said that I wanted on. And I'll tell you one of them. Okay. I remember when we were in the Jamaica, or I think it was Jamaica. You were Jamaica. And they, real, they reveal that Danielle and Marty are sleeping together again. <sighs> Did they ever? Remember that? Yes, I okay. do. Yes, Teresa blabs out that they, and Margaret's like, never, never. He would never do that again. He would never go back. And 
He would never do that to his kids. I go, whoa, whoa, whoa. When a man leaves his kids once, and he did turn on his kids for her once, yes. they'll do it easier the second time. Yeah. And pussy makes a man do a lot of crazy fucking things. <laughs> okay? I will tell you this. So that's cut out. Why is that cut out? Why is that cut out? Right. Why when I'm on the beach and I'm talking to Teresa about Joe Judice, and I say something, and then Melissa kind of said the same thing, but Melissa was the one that had the conversation with her. I had the conversation with her. That fucking blows. You were basically like Melissa was cheating off your test. You gave her the answer. Yeah, I was just like, <laughs> no one has ever cheated off my test before, so I should be flattered. <laughs> I tell her, right? <laughs> You know, it's times like that. I'm like, listen, I have a lot to say, or I got the key to the city, the key to the city of Patterson. That's cool. And here, my family, who I'm so close with, I'm one of five. And my family shows up and my dad and the fire department happened to be taking care of a fire that had just ended. And the fire trucks came to see my father, who was the chief and the history. And I love the city so much. And the mayor's thanking me for all I do. Cut out. This Cut is the, the fuck thing, out. too. It's like when people judge you, and I learned this in radio, and the difference between radio is I get to self-edit, right? Because I'm in charge of the hours that I'm on the air for the most part. I mean, I say stupid shit, but that's on me. But I will say that when I first was working with Cosmo Magazine, they would kind of like uh, encourage me to ask certain questions. And I remember like sex questions, and that's not really my bag, you know? But I would do it because like that was the brand. And I remember one time, you know the guy from Princess Diary, Carrie Elways, he played the prince in the, in the thing? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I interviewed him and I asked him a sex question because Cosmo like made me and he goes, ugh, grow up. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. And the thing is, if someone tells me to grow up because I like ask a poop question, that's fine because that's on me. But when someone criticizes you for something that actually isn't really representative of you, it's the most frustrating thing in it's the world. It's just like so far, it's like I'm doing my job. Yes. I'm doing my job, you don't have to like, you know what I have to do. And, and, you know, there's also a, you know, there's an understanding in this business, right? Yes. Keller, you know, what's expected of you. Yes. If something is talked about yep. on camera, if you say something on camera, that's in the next scene, you can't get around it. You can't say, I wish I didn't say it. You got to live with that now for the rest of the season. Yes. Okay. You're not taking it back. That's nope. on. Nope. And, um, and you don't have a chance to talk about it to the reunion, which is weeks, potentially months away. Well, that's 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 when you ha have your voice. Yep. If, and, you know, you better know what to say. That reunion, walking on that stage, I say, is like is like um, the analogy I'll use is walking into the lion's den as a Rome, like like when you're like the Romans and you're about to go walk in the Colosseum and, you know, the uh, lions are going to eat you. Like, I know what they I want to pee my pants before I walk on like the movie. I. And, you know, not only is there you're facing now, you know, you just watch the rest of the episodes, right? right. You don't sleep all night. You get to the hotel. You want to look your best. You're bringing your dress. And um, they give you six episodes to watch. Now you're seeing the end and you're seeing whatever. Now you got to go walk on that stage. After you've binged face. it. You binged it. You haven't slept. You haven't eaten because you're nervous. And now you see how they ended your fucking season. Damn. And they ended you. And you're walking on that 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 stage saying, well, you're going to, like, give us, br bring it. You're going to bring it here because this is going to decide 
whether you're going to be here next year because it's year to year. It is year to year. How does that feel? And explain that as, I mean, you've been on for five seasons. You are, we are about to get season 11. You said that Andy just tweeted something out about June. I know I've also heard. No, January. Sorry, January. I've also heard February. So January, February, 2021, we're going to get season 11 of Real Housewives of New Jersey. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. And you also. I think. We think. So far, I mean, yeah, think. you know, everything is up in the air now, but that's what it should be. But what does it feel like, you know, when, cause I mean, five seasons, that's a long run, Dolores, a great long run. Yeah. You know, every, every year you go on, you would, there's more expected of you. And of course there is now you're a staple. Now people have now related to you. Now you, you, you know, you have an image to uphold and you got to work it. You, you know, you have to constantly show people what you're doing in your life. Now things in my life didn't go maybe the way they should have. Um, people will see that they'll see how I dealt with it. Some people will agree with how I dealt with it and some people won't. Right. And there's a lot of emotional timing during this season and the way it all, it's so funny because this season started, like we all had, we all started with all different stories, but it kind of like, I can't tell you what it is, but it kind of all came together as one story for all of us which was like there was no foresight into that whatsoever it was there was no foresight into the way it was going to all come together that we were all on dealing with the same thing you know um can i ask you what it was like to film during covid because when did you guys film how was that well we started to film on time then it was shut down for covid and then we had to start up again with a bunch of rules and protocols so um covid testing two three times a week damn there was a distance there was uh, there were no trips involved, only driving trips. Yep. Um, there was no commitment. You see, Frank Katani keeps calling me. He forgot that we got divorced. He called me three times wrong. <laughs> he didn't get the memo, Taylor. <laughs> we um, did as much as we could, and I really was scared. I was scared. I'm like, well, what can we do if there's no internet? Just hunkered at home, having to be forced upon each other just with literally very minimal distractions. That's going to dredge up old shit. Oh, it did. And it did. And it wasn't forced and it's organic. And, and I, I can really appreciate this season. So can you give us a little tea without getting yourself into trouble as to what we're going to be getting in season 11? Are we, are we saying goodbye to some housewives? Are we saying hello to some new ones? Well, that I can, <laughs> I can tell you though, there's some faces that you won't recognize. Okay. But, um, no, not saying goodbye to anyone, but you'll see, you'll, you'll, you'll maybe meet some new people. Not sure yet. And that's another thing you never know. Who's you know, there's people that come on and film and then we don't know what we're doing with them. That's up to the public, I guess, right? What am I going to be on? Taylor, you fucker. You fucking jerk off. You can be on now. You're in Jersey. <laughs> oh, my God. Right? I like, I'm going to stick you in my heart. <laughs> Taylor. Oh, you bitch. Wait. I'm going to fucking. Oh, my God. You just gave me the best idea in my life. I, production will be calling you. I swear to God, I am so in and I will fight with everybody except for you. <laughs> you don't even know, girl. This is the best thing I heard all day. Let's <laughs> let's leave it at Let's talk about a new housewife now. Right? Amen to that. Well, let's get real. If you think I'm not giving them your number as soon as I get off the phone. <laughs> well, I have a question. So season 11 filmed. 
we, we've got, you know, the season coming up. Reunion. When do you actually shoot the reunion in coordination to the season running? So you guys won't be doing the reunion until what? Halfway through. Almost halfway through. So if there's 15 episodes um, and there's only, like, they give us, like, three to four left. So, you know, that's, like, when, I guess, I, I mean, three quarters of the way through, then we'll get the rest. As soon as they're done editing, they'll give us the rest so that we can talk about it on Reunion. This episode of Taste of Taylor is brought to you by Best Fiends. I love Best Fiends. Such a fun game. In case you don't know, Best Fiends is the binge-worthy mobile puzzle game that is free to download. And it's oh so much fun. I love the characters. They're so cute. I love the music. It's, it's like my favorite soundtrack. Legit. It's like not so hard that I feel defeated, but it's like not so easy that I feel like anybody could get to 159 level. That's where I am. Whoop, whoop. Although I will say that Tay's nephews stole my phone for me and they found Best Fiends and they may or may not have gotten me to that level because they're really good at playing games. That's why I love Best Fiends too. It's great for adults. It's great for kids. Everybody can enjoy Best Fiends. And my favorite part is I actually do feel like it's good for my brain. You know, it's like rather than just like vegging out from the tube, the, t- the telly, I have to use my mind because it's a puzzle game. And I love that I just like don't want to stop playing. I never get bored with it. It's always like just one more level. Oh, I'm on another level. I want to try this level. And they have thousands of levels and more that keep coming. So you will never get bored. It kind of feels like when you find a new series and you like want to binge it, but then it eventually ends. Well, this is like binging, but it never ends. And also, I just want to say that Best Fiends has saved my relationship because my fiance loves to watch sports all the time. Whatever sport, it's like football's over. Oh, no, it's basketball. Basketball's over. Oh, no, it's baseball. It's like enough. And so I used to watch like my iPad and I would watch like a series next to her. And then she'd be like, no, I want to watch that series. Then I'd have to like either stop watching it or like rewatch it with her. And I was like, this is not working out. And then I remembered Best Fiends because when I was on tour and we were taking trains, planes, automobiles, buses, everything, Best Fiends was my best pal. It's free to download. It's a mobile puzzle game, so you can play it anywhere. They have over 100 million downloads and five-star rated reviews because it is the best. So what are you waiting for? Download Best Fiends free today on the Apple App Store or Google Play. And remember, that's fiends, not friends, okay? Friends without the R. It's best fiends, like you're fiending for it. Best fiends, I'm telling you, saving relationships, killing boredom. And now, back to the podcast. So then, when do you guys usually, aside from the pandemic, start to film again? Summer? We would be filming in March if we want to get back on track. Damn. So here's the thing. Taylor, if they start filming in Jan, if they start airing in January. Yes, February, March, we should almost be done. We could start filming, get back on track to where we used to be. That would be amazing. Hot damn. So you're telling me I've got three months to lose 60 pounds. <laughs> I, I went on the HCG diet. I lost so much weight. I got a tummy tuck. You want to see? But- yes, I want to see. God damn. Okay, Dolores, I gotta, you are snatched as fuck. I have to ask you, how do you stay in the tip-top shape that you stay in, because I, this is something. Taylor, I, I, I mean, I, I, I just ate Wendy's on the way here. What did you get? I, what I did don't you have. I got a, I got a uh, bacon cheeseburger, and I usually get the number one meal, medium size, no onions. <laughs> but uh, I'll, sometimes I'll get chili too. Oh, the chili's but, the best. You know what? It's the best. So, so that's what I had. Um, I'm not in good shape. I'm gonna show you. Watch this. I got arms. I'm gonna. I'm going for a whole rehaul. I'm turning 50, so I'm going for a whole rehaul. 
in January, even though I just did, I'm going to get a thigh lift. I'm getting my arms done. Look, from losing weight, Taylor. Remember, I couldn't come on your show because I said, Taylor, I was supposed to come on today. Yes. But I just realized I have a doctor's appointment. If yes. I miss it, I can't. I had a thyroid issue. So I could not get it. I waited for this doctor to see me and he called me that day to say he could take me. There was a waiting list to get into him. Oh, forget that. And That's you were so kind and you you were like amazing. And he put me on the right medication and I lost weight. So from losing up and down with my weight, my thyroid, I have this kind of shit going on. So that's getting taken care of. Um, I need the name of your doctor because I want all, I, I want the Dolores special. That's what I want. His name is Dr. Joseph Michaels okay. and he's in Virginia. And I drove to Virginia during the, the pandemic. So the first day they opened, I was like driving through a storm around tanks and Washington riots. I was like, get out of my fucking way. I'm going to get a tummy tuck. I'm going to fuck what you're doing. I don't care why you're here. I told the, the National Guard or whoever guard was there, I'm like, listen, you got to let me through the street. I'm supposed to get a tummy tuck tomorrow. I got to get in. So this um, is a national emergency. Let me through to my tummy tuck. How dare you? I have to be on camera in two months. Get the fuck out of I my way. It. And I did it. Taylor, I did it. So... Um, he's amazing. If you go and look at his before and afters, you think they're fake. This man is insane. So I've heard, and I know I, I know we're running out of time, but I have heard nightmare stories about, and you know what, this is the thing, it's always like, it's always the urban legend about like the exception to the rule of like the terrible, you know, tummy talker. People say that like when you get plastic surgery, it comes, the fat cells, when they come back, which for me will be inevitable, they'll come back someplace <laughs> in like your earlobe. Is that true or is that Wait. not true? So they do, you do know I'm a surgical tech by trade. Yes. I know you know the medical field because your dad's a doctor. So, you know, here's the thing, Taylor. It, it was worth it. Okay. It's worth it. And okay. yeah, things come back in different places, but you still look better than when you got there. Exactly. Okay, that's number one. Yes. And I research my doctors. So my facelift from the neck up, I go to Dr. Mark Carolac. Okay. And from the neck down is Dr. Joseph Michaels. Who's in Virginia. And, uh, who's in Virginia. Okay. And you know what? There will not be one bad thing you can hear about them. You could Google them. You could do whatever you want. They're so amazing. And the reason I'm so honest about what I do yes. is because I don't want people to wind up in the bad hands and I've done my homework for them. Yes. And also, I think it's important that you share this as well because we watch TV and we see you guys eat and drink and, and then we think, well, what's wrong with me that I can't do that? And so I'm happy that you guys share Oh yeah, no, it's what true. you get done because it's like aging is a motherfucker, okay? And like I'm oh, at the age now where sucks. I'm like, I'm like, okay, how am I gonna keep riding this pony and continue to look as youthful as humanly possible, right? You you have to work. You ha you need good doctors. Your diet has to be good once in a while. Uh, I did the HCG diet. I lost 25, 30 pounds on that. How long did were you on um, that for? It was the 30 days. You can only be on for 30 days. And does the weight come like flooding back after or not at all? No, I kept losing weight even after. Is it so yeah. hard? What do you get to eat? Uh, no fats. First two days you load, you eat whatever you want. <gasps> McDonald's, pizza, blah, blah, blah. You yes. load all your fats. And then for the next 30 days, you eat only 750 calories a day. It's not hard. All my friends I put on it have lost over 30 pounds. In a month. But you... But listen, you cheat once, Taylor, you cheat once, you gain three pounds in a day. Oh, fuck. Can I have wine? And you have to give yourself, no, you have to give yourself injections every day. And it's, listen, I'll coach you through it if you want to do it since you're going to be the next housewife. Just let me know. <laughs> 
I fucking will. I'm going to go to the Dolores boot camp of housewives of New, of New Jersey for sure. It's called diet pills. Phantom me. Oh, no, don't think about that. <laughs> Dolores, I love you so much. Thank you so much for joining me. Before I let you go, in honor of New Year's Eve, because that's when this is coming out, I want your 2020, your peak in your pit. We're going to Kardashian this motherfucker. So what was the best moment of 2020 for you? And what was the worst moment of 2020? Specifically oh, for you. Specifically um, for you. Think, you the have... best moment for me, to tell you the truth, yes. was when my daughter got into top vet school. Oh. When Gabby called me and she said, Mom, coming home. Because that's been her dream since she's three years old, Taylor. Oh. And I've watched her, like, sacrifice her whole life. She never took a summer off. She would shovel at the barn. She'd mop floors in a vet's office just to see, learn from him. Even when she was, like, 14, 15 years old. And her whole life has been selfless to become what she is. She's a vet now. She's got, she graduates in May. And that was her first choice. And you know, Taylor, she never felt like she always felt like she wasn't smart enough or she had to work harder than everybody else, but she never gave up. And uh, when she got into Tufts, Mm. it was like a moment for all of us. So that was just amazing. Congrats. What was the worst? Oh, lockdown was the worst. I fucking left my house during lockdown with my pajamas on and two different flippers and went and stayed in the city overnight in an apartment that I had to get stuck with because Frankie's um, um, internship got canceled. So I had it. I had an apartment on Water Street. Stop. It and then when all the kids came home with their yeah. No kidding. That's where I used to live. Unbelievable. Yeah, I had a, a 180 Water Street. I got cute little Frankie in apartment because I didn't want him coming home late on a train or whatever. You get home from the New, New York. I don't know about that. He gets an internship at Oppenheimer. I'm like big dick Rick over here. Like I'm making money. I could get this kid an apartment. You know, for for a studio it was thirty five hundred dollars a month. Jesus Christ. And, and he never used it once. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. So you escaped from your house to New York City to get some peace and quiet? One day I just started crying. They brought homemade dogs. The kid Dougie, whose mother left him there when he was like in pre-K, he came home. <laughs> then then <laughs> it's so funny. Then Gabby brought home four dogs. No. Then Frankie brought home one dog. I had three dogs. I just I walked out of my house in my pajamas. No one looked for me. I started crying when I thought my face, I thought I had a stroke. My face went numb. Oh, God. I was bad. So how long were you gone for? Two days. I didn't call anybody. I didn't want anyone near me. And then another bad thing that happened was Frank both, both broke both his legs. Frank Catania? Missed one step. My Frank missed one step. His knees detached. No. And wound up in his shins. Yes. Oh my God, that's horrible. Yeah. Did you have to take care of him? He moved in with David Principe, my boyfriend. <laughs> David gave him showers every night. Stop I walked it. in one day. David David was feeding him in a hospital bed in the living room, feeding him sushi. I go, is his fucking hands broke? <laughs> I think I walked in on something. I, I'm like, I'll leave. Taylor, they might be they might be getting in, married before you, those two. <laughs> No, you can't let them. I'm the only gay one on the show. You can't let That's them. right. That's right. That would be hysterical. This I know, would be so great. You I know be Bron- Thank you. I know Bronwyn is like the official first housewife who's a lesbian, but Bronwyn is still married to a man, and she came on the show. Bravo needs to elect a true lesbo to the Real Housewives of franchise, and I am. I'll I'm take here. It. I'm gonna. I'm gonna make some calls, Taylor. I sound like a big weed at right now. I, no, I got it. I'm gonna make calls. Don't worry, Taylor. <laughs>
make some calls. Dolores, yeah. I love and adore you. Thank you so much for joining me on this podcast. I'm going to say thank you so much. <laughs> I couldn't wait to see you. I did miss you very much, by the way, and I was so excited for your engagement. Oh, thank you, Dolores. I am so happy I finally got to catch up with you. Let's not go five years this time around, okay? No. No, absolutely not. We will not. Okay. And now that I'm a Jersey girl, once we're out of this craziness, let's get together and have a drink. You got it. I'm up for it. Or we'll have Wendy's, whatever the fuck you want. I know it's whatever. Like, you can hang with me, Taylor. Not too many people can. I will let you hang with me. (laughs) Dolores, love you so much, you guys. Love you to death. Stay safe, stay healthy, and uh, keep in touch, my Taylor. I will, my love. You guys follow Dolores at Dolores Cantania on Instagram. And don't forget Real Housewives of New Jersey, season 11. It's coming back, bitches. January, February 2021. The sooner, the better, you guys. Thank you so much for joining me today. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe my podcast. Until then, uh, I'll see you guys in 2021. Bye, girl, bye. Love you.